I'm no mind reader, but my guess is that there are two things that are probably true about you right now. First of all, in your notes, you're probably a little distracted. You're thinking of the 95 things that you need to get done for this Christmas before Christmas morning. This service of worship is just one of the things you on your checklist. Plus, buy food, wrap packages, go to church for a candlelight service, prepare the food, etc. And you may have children in your pew. You're just being a little distracted. Secondly, my guess is that you are probably a little tired. There's only one word that would describe what we try to do and accomplish in the first three weeks of December every year. It's called madness. Think about this. We cram 80% of all the parties we're going to have in one year into a three-week period. Since this is Christmas, let's buy some things for everybody we have ever met. Let's buy every cookie we've ever heard about. Let's consume three times the number of calories as we would in three months, now in three weeks. Let's think of everybody we've ever met in our life and send them a letter. To top it all off, Let's let the kids out of school for two weeks. It's no wonder that you're tired and worn out. So let me ask you to pause for a moment. All of you, take a deep breath on three. One, two, three. Breathe. Some of you need to use Tic Tacs. The next few minutes may be the only time in entire Christmas season you slow down long enough to think about its real meaning. So I want to invite you to lay aside your distractions. God wants your attention. Christmas is about connecting with God. Just look at Jeremiah 23. You belong to me, so what? Come home. One of the fundamental truths of life is this. You belong to God. So you do not belong to your job or to your career. You were not meant to belong to your past and the things that you regret. God created you and made you for his purpose. In your notes, you belong to God, body and spirit. You were made to belong to God in every cell of your body. And that's why you find religion in every single culture. We all have this human desire to know our creator, to know the one who made us. And God wants you to come home to him at Christmas. So this theme, coming home for Christmas, is so very well known in songs like I'll Be Home for Christmas. Lots of movies deal with this theme, but they are conveniently forgetting two facts. Two facts about home. And you notice, number one, no home is perfect. When you go to watch a movie about coming home for Christmas, it's always a perfect home where everybody gets along together. Everybody has every need met. Everybody loves every gift. No one is late. There are no problems. It's a wonderful, happy time. If I just could get home for Christmas, my life would be perfect. But that's wrong. The fact is that reality is not a Thomas Kincaid picture of home. Reality is there are conflicts. There are often disappointments at home. Do all of your relatives get along together? I don't think so. Is everybody going to be perfectly happy with the gifts that they get under the tree? I don't think so. 
One guy brought his wife a chainsaw for Christmas. He said we needed one. Fortunately, it wasn't operational when she opened the package. The reality of a lot of Christmas is one big word, fruitcakes. No home is perfect. Number two, the second false image of home in the media is no home. No home is permanent. The fact is that kids grow up. People move away. Loved ones die. For some of you, this Christmas is especially painful because you're missing someone. If all you have in this life is family, you will one day be very lonely because you need family, but you also need God. Families do not last. Families are not permanent. So you need to consider the different kind of coming home for Christmas, a spiritual homecoming. We all belong to God, body and spirit. It's human nature to forget God. We get distracted. We get distracted by our careers, our families, by our dreams and hopes and finances and deaths and desires. It's easy to shut God out of your daily life. So you need to come home to God. You need to come back to God at Christmas time. Now what can you expect if you come home? I would like to share briefly three things that you can expect if you come home to God. Number one, the first thing that you can expect if you come home to God this Christmas, in your notes, you will come home to God's love and forgiveness. The first reason for Christmas is his love and his forgiveness. Jesus left his home in heaven to come to your home on earth so that we could get to know God, that God could say, I love you, and I want to forgive you. Ernest Hemingway, he wrote a story of a young man. His name was Paco, who ran away from home. He went to Madrid, Spain. He was estranged from his father. And his father was heartbroken. His father did everything he could to find his son. So finally, in desperation, he went to the newspaper in Madrid. He took out an ad in a personal column. And he said, Paco, all's forgiven. I want you to come home. Meet me tomorrow at 12 noon in front of the Hotel Montana. The next day, the father showed up. He was shocked to find 800 young men had responded to that ad. Pacos, who all were estranged from their dads. Your Heavenly Father wants you to come home. It does not matter what you have done, how long you have done it. God says, I want you to come home to my love, to my forgiveness. And that's what Christmas is about. What would keep you from coming home? Perhaps a fear of rejection from God? You think God would not want you? You think that you're too far separated from God? But you're dead wrong. Just look at Romans 8, verse 39. Nothing, nothing in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Circle that word, nothing. No matter what you have done or how long you have done it, the Bible says God still loves you. In fact, Let's say that phrase together, God still loves me. Together, God still loves me. Again, God still loves me. If you think that you're too far from God to come home, then look with me at Hebrews 3, verse 12. Come home to me again, for I am merciful. That's what God says. Come home. 
But how do I really know? How do I really know that God is merciful? Well, that's pretty simple. In your notes, write down the word. Christmas. Christmas proves God loves you and God forgives you. Just look at 1 John 4, verses 9 and 10. See, God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into the world. That's Christmas. So that we might have eternal life through him. That is real love. He sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So the proof that Jesus loves you in your notes. Jesus, he went from the cradle to the cross. And on the cross with his arms outstretched, Jesus is saying in your notes, I would rather die than live without you. I'd rather die than live without you. That's how much God loves you. The greatest expression of love is God coming to earth at Christmas time to pay for our sins. Love came down at Christmas time. Number two, the second thing you can expect when you come home for Christmas this year, in your notes, you'll come home to God's peace and God's strength. You'll receive God's peace when things are chaotic in your life. And God's strength when you feel like you don't have the energy to go on. How many, how do you handle situations when you have faced uncertain futures, which is also your future, and when you face tough times, which is inevitably you're going to face in your life? Where do you go for strength? Where do you get the reservoir of power and peace that gives you the ability to keep on going in the middle of a crisis or a tragedy? or something that zaps every bit of energy in your life. You see, human energy, human energy always runs out. Jesus has a great offer to you. Look at Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. If you are tired, tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me, that is, come to, home to me, and I will give you rest, rest for your soul. I love that verse because it says, it says the exact opposite of what most people think that God would say to them. God does not say, come home and I'll give you some rules and regulations and some rituals to follow. God promises rest. You need to know that. Rest in your notes. Rest comes always from plugging in to God. You were never meant to live life on your own power. God wants to be in relationship with you. So let my power flow through you. On the back of your notes, look at Colossians 1, 11. God will strengthen you with his own great power so you will not give up when trouble comes. Ever felt like giving up? In fact, what do you feel like giving up on? I have no doubt that many of you are feeling like giving up. You may be feeling like giving up on your marriage. You may feel like giving up on the hope of ever getting married. You may feel like giving up on the hope of ever getting married again. You may feel like just giving up on your career or perhaps your kids, or your health, or your dream. Maybe you are discouraged by finances. Well, God brought you here in your notes to say to you, don't give up. Rather, look up. Don't give up, but look up. Look up and get plugged into God, your power source. God loves you, and he wants to help you, and he has all the power that you will ever need. We look all over for peace in our world. We have internet offers, the peace of mind, funeral services, candles, crystals, body soap, offering peace, peace of mind. 
great, but I'm going broke and I'll have to light a candle? Give me a break. A company selling cancer insurance promises peace of mind? We all need peace of mind, but it's not coming from those type of sources. Where do you find peace of mind? In your notes, come home to God. The God who made you, who has watched every moment of your life, who saw you take your first breath, in fact, saw you formed in your mother's womb, says, come home to my peace and to my strength. Peace only comes in your notes from having God's presence, having God's presence in your life. When you have God's presence, you can sleep in heavenly peace. Number three, the third thing you can expect if you come home to God this Christmas, you'll come home to God's hope and his joy. You will receive hope when things that seem hopeless in your life. You will receive joy when you feel like grief and sadness and depression. Look at Romans 15, 13. May God, the source of hope, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So circle those words, hope, joy, and peace. Then draw a line to the word trust. Because all three, peace, hope, and joy, come from trusting in God. The more you trust God, the more my life is filled with joy. The more I trust God, the more my life is filled with peace. The more I trust God, the more my life is filled with hope. If I don't have peace, if I don't have joy, if I don't have hope, means I'm not trusting in God. The Bible says God is the source of all those things. In your notes, get this. God's forgiveness. He takes care of your past. All the things that you've ever done wrong are forgiven. They're washed away. That's a good deal. God's strength. God's strength takes care of your present. Then God's plan gives you hope also. God's plan gives you hope for the future. What a deal for your past, your present, and your future. Look at Jeremiah 31. Please read this verse with me together out loud. Stop your crying and wipe away every tear. There is no hope for future. That is God's talking. God has a plan. He has a plan for your future. You see, in your notes, G-I-S-G-I-N-F-W-Y-Y. God is not finished with you yet. So if your heart is still beating, you're still breathing, God is not finished with you yet. In your notes, God has a plan for every day of your life. You can accept it or you can reject it. And in your notes, God really wants the rest of your life to be the best of your life. As you plug into his presence and his strength, God wants the rest of your life to be the best of your life. One day, God wants to take you home to his home. It's the perfect home. It's the permanent home. It's called heaven. So in conclusion, why did Jesus come on Christmas? In your notes, Jesus didn't want to love you from a distance. God wanted to love you up close. He came one of us, and God knows our deepest needs. He came to earth to bring us home to God. He went from the cradle to the cross to pay the price. So God is inviting you to a spiritual homecoming this Christmas. Come home to God's love and forgiveness. Come home to God's peace and strength. Come home to God's hope and joy. So look at 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. Right now, God is ready to welcome you. Today, he's ready to save. 
Let us pray. Father, we thank you for inviting us to come home to you through our trusting faith in Jesus. We gratefully open our gifts of love and forgiveness, your peace and strength, your hope and joy. So help us to trust in Jesus so that one day we can have a permanent home, a perfect home in heaven with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.